When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. It's the Caracca Million Barrier Draw Show, live and exclusive on ECNZ. And a real first for us this morning. I'm pleased to say this is such an exciting time and uh, a tense time as well for all the connections of the horses uh, racing at Ellerslie this Saturday. Uh, and uh, to be perfectly honest, it is a glamour, a twilight of racing, one of the, the best events you can possibly be at. Uh, we'll get a, a chat too very shortly on uh, the availability of tickets, etc. But first, I think we should uh, introduce the, the three men who are sitting in the studio in Auckland who are, are key to all this. Uh, first of all, we're going to hear from uh, Craig Baker uh, very shortly. He is the GM of racing at Auckland Thoroughbred Racing. And he will announce the draw to us, first of all, of the two-year-old uh, and then the three-year-old shortly after that. And in between times, we're going to have uh, comments from... Uh, it's a midweek mail run. It's a midweek mail run. Uh, it's Louis Herman Watt and uh, Mick Guerin, and they're going to run their finger over the drawer and all the aspects, the ramifications of what they see initially. So uh, first of all to you, Louis, uh, exciting time, great racing coming up, and, and so important with so much money at stake. Smithy, along with the New Zealand Cup Week Carnival down in Christchurch, the Karaka Million has become the preeminent racing event in New Zealand. Um, New Zealand Bloodstock, Ellerslie, Auckland Thoroughbred Racing now, done such a superb job to build it up. I'm, I'm fired up to say the least. And I know Mick is sitting there. He can't stop shaking. He's, he's loving it too. Well, fist pump from Mick Guerin, which is very exciting indeed. I, I know that Mick uh, has a, a lot of vested interest in this across the board. But Mick, for you, an exciting time. But uh, put yourself right here and now. Uh, on the seat of those owners, trainers, jockeys, etc., which are listening for this vital information which Craig's about to give us. And Smithy, that raffle started a year ago, or in the three-year-old case, two years ago. You buy these horses and you, you dream of getting them here, and some of these people have, have beaten the odds, because it's not easy, not easy to get horses to these races. And now they're thinking this could be, for some people, and particularly for owners of fillies, a life-changing race or races. That's what's about to unveil and and unfold in front of us in the next three days. Okay, well, let's get uh, to it. Uh, welcome in this morning, our most important bloke. He's got the information, Craig Baker, who's the GM of racing at uh, Auckland Thoroughbred Racing. Uh, Craig, let's uh, get straight into it, shall we, with uh, perhaps the, the two-year-old uh, million-dollar race to, to begin with. Um, a, a great event, of course it's been dominated uh, as we all know by Tiako over the last five years in particular but um, let's uh, find out how all the owners, trainers etc have fared in the draw. You've got the information for us, thank you. 
Yeah, thanks, Ian. So uh, in the double tree by Hilton Crack, a million two-year-old. Number one, Fellini's drawn six. Number two, Mascarinto's drawn four. Number three, Sacred Satono drawn one. Number four, Time Ruler's drawn nine. Number five, Lord Cosmos has drawn 14. Number six, Dynastic has drawn five. Number seven, Alabama Gold has drawn 15. Number eight, Gibraltar Rising has drawn 10. Number nine, Wolverine has drawn 13. Number 10, Pacific Dragon has drawn 12. Number 11, Grayson Gray has drawn three. Number 12, Gwen Stefani has drawn eight. Number 13, Dis is Dramatic has drawn 11. Number 14, Timeless has drawn two. And number 15, Time Flies, the first ballot, so we'll need a scratching to make the field, has drawn seven. Okay, uh, Craig Baker, we're uh, with the announcement of that particular race, uh, the draw there, and the uh, first thing that comes to mind uh, for me, Louis Herman, what Wolverine at 13? Wolverine draws out, Craig, spicy. That gives a little bit of interest. Uh, I know for connections, Australian bloodstock, Royden Burgesson, who we'll hear from later, they would have been wishing to draw in, but seeing Dynastic draw six and Wolverine draw uh, 13, or five for Dynastic, sorry, five for Dynastic, apologies there. Uh, Wolverine 13, that's really interesting. The other one, Mick, Pacific Dragon drawn alongside Wolverine 12. It'd be interesting to see if Leith wants cover from 13 and if McNabb goes forward on Pacific Dragon. Well, the key factor is of the horses at the top of the market, so there was around six of them, two of them, the non-Tiakau horses, have drawn wide, Wolverine and Pacific Dragon. They have not been aided by the draws. There's a long way between them and the rails now. We sort of thought this was the year Tiaka, who have won the last five Karakamillions, would be beatable, but their horses, who they think can win the race, key ones, Fellini, six, perfect. Dynastic, five, absolutely perfect. Grace and Grey, barrier three. I'm going to say it again, perfect. If there was maybe... A $2.50 chance Tiaka were going to win the Karaka million again before the barrier draw. That would now be odds on. Mm, interesting for me, fellas. Can I just take you back to last year? Uh, the influence of the draw on the race last year, uh, from memory, on the bubbles who went on to win the two-year-old event through 14, the outside, or very close to it. Yeah, bit of a bulletproof two-year-old. I remember Jamie saying at the time he would just come on and he kind of declared himself as their number one chance. I think for Tiako this time, they might have a, a pretty even bunch of two-year-olds. Wolverine, I think, deservedly heads the market or did in futures. Will the barriers change that? I'm not too sure, Smithy, but... Yeah, it certainly will. It, yeah. I would say there'll be a huge push now for Dynastic. He will go close to running favourite. I know that sounds crazy, but he will. Uh, there'll be a lot of money for Grace and Grey. People love low barriers. And I would say Wolverine, I'll be stunned if you're not shopping north of $4 on Saturday afternoon. At, uh, sorry, Saturday early evening. The race goes at 6.29. Okay, well, let's uh, go, uh, because I'm sure down at the TAB, uh, they're already running around uh, doing things and uh, also eagerly awaiting the, the draw for the, the three-year-old, the second of the million-dollar races. So, uh, Craig, can you uh, please put us out of our misery, those with a vested interest in that, uh, and and hope for the best all round. Okay, so the barrier draw for the Cracker Million three-year-old classic, number one on the bubbles, current favourite, draw nine, two to Kaka, six, Sophisticado, 19, number four, Whiskey, seven, number five, Titoki, 14, number six, Turn the Ace, three, number seven, Drum Major, eight, number eight, The Stony One, four, Number nine, Rain It In, 15. 
number 10, Leading Man, 13, number 11, The Landing, 18, number 12, Yes We Can, 16, number 13, Achieve, 20, number 14, Carmen Line, 17, number 15, Miss Ella, 1, number 16, Pin Me Up, 10, number 17, 722, number 18, Verona, 5, and number 19, River Plate, Ballot 1, 12, and number 20, Buccielli, Ballot 2, 11. Okay, thanks very much uh, to Craig Baker there. That's the announcement of the three-year-old. So, uh, like we did with the two-year-old, quick analysis for, first of all from you, Mick, this, two, this time round. Yeah, thanks, Smithy. On the bubble's pretty well placed. Barrier 9, he's a horse. They would like to see two or three pairs back on the outside, and that gives Opie Botson the option to head forward. Uh, key factor number one, Miss Ella. Very impressive maiden winner last time. She's going to settle handy to the speed from here. The She will absolutely come in in the market. And the second favourite pre-draw, Smithy, no joy for Carmen Line. Barrier 17 will start from Barrier 15 and will be a significant drifter in the market. Yeah, uh, Mick, you bang on there. Carmen Line got back at Ellerslie last start, didn't she, and just struggled to... Yeah, she got home and they found mucus in a trachea on that okay. occasion. So maybe an excuse, but Barrier 15, where you're gonna, you'd say she'll be probably two, three pairs behind on the bubbles. Miss Ellis, the interesting draw, one, can jump. And we saw put her away a pretty moderate field, to be fair, last start, but can gallop. So depending there, all these races are pace dependent, right? Well, And also that's late in the day. It's the last race of the day. So barrier one often isn't as big an advantage last in the day as it is first in the day. The other big loser, Louis, is the horse that backed in from 61 to 12 pre-draw. The fans of Sophisticado not getting what they want. Mm. He's got barrier 19 to start from 17. Okay, uh, could I just, um, fellas, just for those people that might have tuned in just a wee bit late, uh, can we, uh, Craig, could I ask you to read them both out again, please, just for those people that um, would uh, might just have missed it or might have missed the odd one as you read them out. If you could go through both the two- and three-year-old race again for us with those barrier draws, that would be fantastic, please. Like, no worries, Ian. So the two-year-old race, we've got number one, Fellini, at drawn six, number two, Mascarinto, four, Number three, Sacred Satano, one. Number four, Time Ruler, nine. Number five, Lord Cosmos, 14. Number six, Dynastic, five. Number seven, Alabama Gold, 15. Number eight, Gibraltar Rising, 10. Number nine, Wolverine, 13. Number 10, Pacific Dragon, 12. Number 11, Grace and Grey, three. Number 12, Gwen Stefani, eight. Number 13, Dis is Dramatic, 11. Number 14, Timeless 2. And the first ballot, number 15, Time Flies 7. And the barrier draw for the three-year-old, the Cracker Million three-year-old classic. Number 1, On the Bubbles 9. Number 2, Tutukaka 6. Number 3, Sophisticado 19. Number 4, Whiskey 7. Number 5, Titoki 14. Number 6, Turn the Ace 3. Number 7, Drum Major 8. Number eight, the stony one, four. Number nine, rein it in, 15. Number 10, leading man, 13. Number 11, the landing, 18. Number 12, yes we can, 16. Number 13, achieve, 20. Number 14, Carmen line, 17. Number 15, Miss Ella, one. Number 16, pin me up, 10. 
number 17, 722, number 18, Verona, 5, number 19, First Ballot, River Plate, 12, number 20, Bucciarelli, Ballot, 2, 11. Thank you very much. Uh, it's Craig Baker. And Craig, uh, I couldn't, uh, I could not, not include you in the conversation too. Uh, on a number of issues. First of all, the long-term forecaster, have we uh, got an idea on what kind of track at this point, two to two and a bit days out, we're looking at? Yeah, so we'll aim to produce a dead four track um, for the start of racing and whether it gets upgraded halfway through the day or remains at a dead four. So that's the that's uh, what we're looking to achieve. And the weather forecast, there is a few showers, but only about two mil between now and Saturday, so that's nothing. So there'll be plenty of irrigation that will be applied. Um, it's a tricky day to, um, or the trickiest day for us to get the track spot on because of the late start. But we've had, we've had a fair bit of experience now with this race meeting, so it's about uh, applying enough irrigation on the Friday night to ensure that it doesn't dry out too much. Uh, and the other thing, of course, uh, Craig, is uh, what facilities, etc., are available? I know there's always a question mark over events these days. We're, we're sitting on tender hooks about all sorts of traffic light systems or whatever. What have you got available? What is gone? Uh, and what should people now be looking to do to get involved? Yeah, so jump on our website, allersley.co.nz. But um, the garden party in that sold out um, yesterday, so that's unavailable. But we've still got the Cavallo Club garden party, which is on the on the public lawn there, which is really popular. Um, we've also got Silk's Restaurant available, Ascot stand tickets available to purchase, and of course plenty of GA tickets available at $20. So jump on the website, allersley.co.nz, and you can buy your tickets straight off there. And as always, uh, the program starts, what, mid-afternoon, and uh, at the completion of it, you you still have your frivolity. Are we allowed to do that? Yeah, so first race, 4.29, so it's a pretty late start. Last last race, 7.48, and plenty of um, action after the last end. So I expect to see you dancing in Cuvée um, <laughs> sometime <laughs> after that last race. I'll tell you what, if a certain horse, is win, horse wins it, <laughs> you know damn well I will be, Craig. Um, but here, here, uh, and we should give you the opportunity too. Winners and losers uh, on the draw, in your in your opinion? Oh, in the two-year-old race, um, I mean, uh, Mick touched on it, but obviously Wolverine and Pacific Dragon uh, makes it tough from out there. But um, I mean, we have seen horses uh, win from wide gates in in this two-year-old race. But certainly the winners uh, would be Dynastic um, with Opie. I can just see him lobbing into the one-one which he's done a few times previously to win this race. Um, Mascarinto, who I've got a bit of time for, has been ha- sort of hampered by bad draws. He draws well in four. Um, Fellini in six and Sacred Satono um, drawn one. has got speed, so I can sort of see that being in the trail potentially. And also Grayson Gray might be the leader from three. Um, in the three-year-old race on the bubbles, it's a bit sticky, to be honest. Barrier nine can get... I hope you might... might might have to make a decision from there. Um, probably would have preferred to draw in, draw in a little bit. Uh, Sophisticado, that's a horror draw for that horse, especially with a little bit of doubt that it'll get the run out a strong mile. Titoki hasn't fared well at the, at the barrier with 14. That'll have to go back, I would imagine. Um, so, yeah, the draws have opened it up a fair bit. And Carmen Lyon, who's second favourite, drawn 17. That's, that's not good either. Craig Baker with us there, folks. And... Um uh, all the details, of course, of that draw will be made available to you. But more discussion on it. Uh, we've got another uh, 40 minutes or so to mull it over with uh, with Craig, uh, with Louis, and uh, with Mick Guerin. It's a midweek edition of the Mail Run. 
and we're going to also introduce uh, a couple of trainers uh, in Royden Burgesson. Uh, we're going to have uh, Jamie Richards, the major interest uh, with Jamie Richards, all those runners, uh, and Andrew Seabrook, of course, who's uh, the boss of New Zealand Thoroughbred uh, in terms of the Karaka sales and, and everything around the Karaka brand. So we're going to be talking uh, to those three gentlemen, uh, and uh, Louis and Mick as well, with their thoughts as we continue this uh, exclusive here on SENZ. All about racing for the next 40-odd minutes. It is 11.23 on this midweek edition of the Mail Run, and on the line we've got a gentleman who is, I'm sure, very interested in what has just unfolded in our Auckland studio, the barrier draw for both uh, the $1 million race for two-year-olds and the three-year-olds later in the evening. Uh, it's good morning to Jamie Richards. Jamie, thanks so much for joining us. Um, so many uh, horses you've got in line in these two races, but first of all, on a, just on a personal note, this could be uh, your last carnival for quite some time. Exciting news uh, moving overseas. Uh, I would imagine you'll have some interesting thoughts on the night. For sure, Smithy. Yep. Good morning, um, boys. Um, yeah, it's going to be a um, kind of a good night as long as we can get a couple of winners. I'm sure everybody will be happy. Hey, yeah, it will be. And you've had dominance so far, Louis. All over to you, man. No, yeah, that's right. I was just going to say, well, you know how to make the most of the night, Jamie, and do your little two-step in the party room afterwards. Um, let's. Why don't we start with the main event, mate? The two-year-old. And it's a race you cherish. Dynastic. When you heard that number pulled, how did it make you feel? What was your immediate reaction? Yeah, good, spot on. Exactly where it needs to be. Gives um, gives up op options and. Um, you know, hopefully he's going to be a little bit closer to the fence than he was on debut. Jamie, it gets to the pointy end of the season for these two-year-olds now. When you look at their coats and how they're feeling, how they've advanced, all those little tiny things that we can't see, who are the one or two horses who would appear to be in the zone for this race this week? Uh, I think Dynastic is certainly one of those. I have a ride on him myself this morning. He feels good. He seems to have... Um, come through his um, gallop at Ellerslie well on Monday. Um, I think it's just a little bit of timing about Fellini as well. Um, sort of similar sort of profile to some of our um, to some of our previous winners coming through the, the race that he won. Um, now he's not a, a big, strong, you know, strapping uh, outstanding looking horse or anything like that. He was, a, he was a fairly cheap sort of buy by by the boss at the sale, um, but he is uh, all heart and courage and uh, seems to front up and get the job done. Jamie, just before we get back to your other ones, I know Wolverine probably you would have been listening out for that draw, drawing out 13. Just on this filly, how much respect have you had for the record she's put together and hearing her draw out make you a little bit more comfortable? Uh, the dominant filly of the season so far, um, no doubt about that. She's been brilliant. Um She's going to need luck in running from 13, but um, uh, we have won it from the outside a couple of times with, um, with on the bubbles last year, and probably, um, you know, a couple of seasons before that. So that that is a, a, a you know underlines the quality of of what you need to you know the horse that you need to be able to win from those outside barriers, and um, she's certainly putting together a good record. So you know it does um, I guess it does favour us a little bit, but luck in running if she's through deep with a bit of cover, I wouldn't be too concerned. Okay, Jamie, you mentioned on the bubbles. Won this race last year into the three-year-old race as a dominant favourite and everything looks to be stacking up well, except one thing. And I don't want to overstate it, but I want to get your thoughts. Trialled last week at Matamata, trialled very average. He can do that in track work. Where has he been at since? 
and how confident are you you can get the best version of On the Bubbles to Ellerslie at 7.48 on Saturday night? Yeah, as you say, Mick, it was, it was a disappointing trial, um, but it wouldn't be the first time he's been a bit of a laid out there on the course proper uh, here at Matamata before. Um, and he can do that in some of his track work sometimes as well, but um, his work on Saturday was good. His work on Tuesday was better. Um, he looked like he's right back in the zone uh, uh, from where I was watching, and I hope he gave him a big thumbs up on the way back in as well. So, um, yeah, I think he's back where he needs to be, but... Um, um, obviously, for the for the punters and the like out there, the trial was disappointing. But for me, no concerns at all with the way the week's gone. Jamie, for punters betting into a couple of other races, key runners: Amaralina in race two, and probably even more importantly, Sword of State in race three. What are the expectations around that pair on Saturday night? Uh, Amaralina's going really well, uh, as good as we've had her going all season, which I think she needs to be because um, didn't have a lot, lot of luck in Australia. Um, you know the 1400 is probably probably a touch sharp, um, but she's ready to run. You know a, a big race fresh up, um, and sort of state he's going well. His trial was good. Um, he's got to carry a little bit of weight. And in an ideal world, I would have loved the race to have been set weights, but it's set weights and penalties. He's got to carry a bit of weight. He's not an overly big horse. Um, but speaking to some of the form guys last night, if it was run at a true handicap, you know those horses that were sort of down the bottom of the book, they'd be. You know, for 10 kilos, uh, you know, sort of uh, would be a true handicap of where sort of state is compared to compared to some of the others. So, although he's got to carry weight, um, I don't think the four kilos or five, four kilos that he gives to some of the ones down the bottom is the be or an end all. Jamie, just one last one for me, mate. I always love asking Team Tiako this on Karaka Million Night because you usually have a strong hand and it's easy to overlook one. Is there a smoky or something that we might not have spoken about that you're actually expecting to go well and, and either surprise or, or run a really good race into a placing or a drum? Yeah, the big smoky on um, Saturday night is Marcus Aurelius in the Concord. Um, I know he, you know, 1,200 is short of his best, but his trial was brilliant the other day. Uh, he seems to be coming up really well, uh, and don't be surprised to see him flash into a place uh, in the Concord there on Saturday night. Hey, well, Jamie, um, all the best with the last couple of days of preparation. We know they're vital. I uh, hope it all goes to plan there. hope you're relatively happy with uh, what you've heard come out of the barrel this morning, which is... Um, uh, which is obviously important to you, your owners, uh, to David in, in particular, and, and to your jockeys as well. Um, uh, I guess also Danielle's progress uh, after the, the leg problem and the operation. Um, obviously, she's going to have mixed feelings not being there. She would have had some great rides, but how's she coping? Yes, yeah, she's, she's going well. Um, she's uh, due a, a re-X-ray and a bit of a um, uh, get her cast redone tomorrow. Um, so I'm certainly looking forward to forward to assessing how all of that's going but pretty much she's just been uh, just cruising she's been spending a bit of time uh, with her parents at home and a little bit of time here at Matamata um, but yeah she's in good spirits and um, she's certainly looking forward to being up there on course on, on Saturday night although she won't be able to be riding she'll certainly be enjoying a, a couple of glasses of champagne I would imagine she will uh, and let's hope you can at the end of the night as well uh, Jamie let's, uh, let's hope it all goes well for you and uh, the, the Tangerine Army can to be to the forefront anyway. Uh, thanks very much for your time this morning. All the best with those final preparations. Thanks, Billy. Thanks, boys. Yeah, cheers. Uh, Jamie Richards there. Uh, it's 11.30 here on SENZ. So 
Uh, that was a relatively happy trainer, I think it's fair to say, uh, with what came out of the barrel for him. We are in the midweek edition of uh, the Mail Run. We've got uh, Louis Herman Watt with us uh, in our Auckland studio alongside uh, Mick Guerin. They've been analysing the first 30 minutes. Uh, the ramifications for uh, trainers, etc., on the, the barrier draw for both the million-dollar races coming up this weekend. Incidentally, all this is uh, brought to you by New Zealand's Thoroughbred and Standard Bread Auction House. Uh, your source of success, go to uh, nzb.co.nz. Uh, and joining us on the line now, uh, very successful Central District, Shane, who's having a heck of a season uh, this year. And it's been, I think, highlighted by his uh, two-year-old filly, Wolverine. Royden Burgesson uh, joins us. Good uh, good morning, you, Burke. Good morning, Timothy. How are you? Yeah, I'm OK. Uh, how are you? Uh, 13 out of the gate. Um, not probably what you were looking for. Was it drawn under police supervision? No, nah, we'll do it again if you're unhappy. Uh, we'll do it again. If you're, are you unhappy? Let us know. We'll, we'll put them all back in and we'll do it again if you like. <laughs> That'd be great. No, no, I'm, I'm happy. No. She, she's not, she's not a, um, she doesn't put herself in the race in any of her starts so far. So, look, there's a bit of concern, but that's Leith's problem now. Um, she'll stay out of trouble. There'll, there'll be a lot of banging and crashing going on early and she'll be just sitting back smoking a pipe. So... Look, I'd rather draw 13 than one, so... Yeah, with those two-year-olds, yep. Berg, that makes sense, mate. You don't want them getting in trouble early. You want a, one clean shot at them down the outside. Hey, um, how, how big was it to get Leith involved? I know with a few, with Danielle Johnson, obviously, and I'm not sure those conversations would involve you and Aussie Bloodstock, but when Leith was available and you booked him, was that a relief? He's been down by my lawns for the last two weeks. <laughs> That'll help, that'll help with the weight. Love it. <laughs> hey, Royden, Royden, I've got good news. Um, we've taken your advice. We've redrawn the field, and you've now got barrier 15. So so things have, <laughs> things have got worse. Yeah. Hey, yeah, Royden, what do you do with her now? Like, I presume she's had a gallop this week. Um, when does she travel? I presume you don't do the entire trip up in one day. So what happens in the next couple of days for Wolverine? Uh, look, she'll just have a quiet bit of work tomorrow, and that'll be it. Um, she'll be on the float at quarter to six on Friday morning like she was last time before the eclipse she'll go to Richard Collett's and spend the night there she'll go out in the paddock for four or five hours and chill out and she's really happy travelled up super last time so just kept it all the same same plan so everything's working out one thing, well moment, so. one thing you might have to do, Royden, is um, she doesn't need to learn about Ellerslie. She learnt plenty last time, bit of a bumping duel. She got on the wrong leg, which may have been because of the other horse taking her line. Do you expect her to be a better Ellerslie horse the second time around? Yeah, definitely. She had a good good look around the other day. Look, she just kept, if you watch the replay, she just keeps looking at that horse, keep coming out of her. So, yeah, we thought about the blinkers, but I don't think she's she's needs them. She's... Look, her work since um, the Eclipse, she spent three days in the paddock after the Eclipse down at Chris Rutten's and she's come back, I think, better than ever. Like, um, her work yesterday suggests that she's peaked at the right time. Hey, Berg, you said a while back to Mick and me on the mail run that she reminded you of a mare, to be honest. Like, she's just so sturdy. And I, I kind of keep coming back to the word professional. She just keeps doing it. Is she a great doer for a two-year-old? And, and does that put her in excellent stead for a big race night with loud crowds? Oh, look, she came in from Auckland, you know, six and a half hours on the float. Looked the bowl clean after the eclipse. Just went out in the paddock for two or three days. Look, she, she's got the 
structure of a, like a, a four-year-old mare. She's so strong, very strong. Got a great appetite. Work just loves getting, just loves working. Like it take, 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 took four of us to sell her up this morning. She's just trying to bite and kick everybody, squealing and bucking onto the track. And just yeah, she's once she's worked, she's the quite a source in the stables. But she just wants to get out there and do it. It's exciting, uh, Berg, to, to say that. It means uh, she's going to be nicely on the toe and ready uh, come Saturday uh, late afternoon. Uh, having uh, seen the draw, I'm not quite sure if you took much interest in uh, what the other horses drew around you, but dangers in the race from your point of view on what you've seen from the other two-year-olds? Oh, obviously, Jamie's army. They're all probably professional and, you know, I hope he makes a big difference. So. But we've got a good jockey. I'm, I think there's more horses worried about me than I'm worried about them so look it's a horse race anything can happen but I'm pretty happy with the way the condition she's going in and um, yeah look they're all all got a chance haven't they all got a shot at the goal you never know in a horse race but hopefully we've got the best one and she can overcome the draw and and gives her a good trip she'll be she'll be there on the finished fighting line I know that well, being a good Central Districts trainer, you love sticking it to the northern ones. So just while all the attention's on these big races, and Wolverine in particular, have you got one floating under the radar that we might show a bit of interest in over the next few days? Just to give us something. Come on, Burke. Uh, look, I've got a couple of nice horses running at Trenton on Saturday. Um, also got reined in on the three-year-old mile. He's, yep, um, of course. He's, he's racing okay, just hasn't really clipped on yet. The penny hasn't dropped, but... He's got, a, he's got another draw, awkward draw too. So um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting day. But uh, a couple at Wellington, um, Bratton probably should be winning the sixty-five twelve hundred on his last start. Suggests that um, yeah, he's really good sectional was fastest of the day coming home. So straight at uh, Wellington should suit him. He's raced very well there before, so no excuses for him. I hope. Okay, Burke, thank you very much for your time this morning. Uh, all the best with your final preparations, and uh, no wonder. Uh, I, I think no surprise will probably catch you uh, in the entertainment area at some stage throughout the, uh, the afternoon or late evening. So all the best uh, as it unfolds. Uh, thoughts with you, man. Thanks, mate. Okay, uh, Royden Burgesson with us there as well. Uh, what did you make of those comments, uh, Mick? Pretty quiet and pretty accepting of the draw and as he said uh, it's up to Leith now and uh, in terms of senior jockeys uh, he's got a good one there yeah, he has and the very pragmatic horse trainers Smithy as I said to you a few weeks ago even the best horse trainers lose 80% of the time so they go in there and think what will be will be because otherwise you would go completely crazy he's got a horse who can win she came from back in the field at Tarapa most impressively two starts ago she is absolutely still one of the horses to beat but yes that was not the information he wanted out of Craig Baker this morning no it's not um, it isn't at all to be fair uh, but having said that um, I was uh, pretty close to the uh, on the bubbles team last year uh, they drew right out, Mick, and uh, you know what happened there. There was a piece of uh, riding brilliance on the day from Jonathan Parks, uh, getting the horse from wide, making a decision, and uh, Leith's going to have to do that at some point as well, I would imagine. Uh, and he's well equipped to do that. Knows the track well, knows uh, and knows big races well. And uh, was it not him, Louis, him and what, who won the three-year-old last year on uh, Egon? 
Yeah, clinical ride as well. Clinical ride. Hey, Smithy, just before I know we're going to shoot off to get to Seabrook on the other side with NZB. Mm-hmm. Andy, but Dynastic, the markets are open. Dynastic 380, Wolverine 450, and those are the two major ones. Fellini $5, Grace and Gray $5. So I'll let you go have a look at that in this wee moment here, and we'll be back with Seabrook, eh? And it is 11.46 here on SENZ. Uh, we're coming towards the end of our exclusive hour uh, regarding uh, this week's magnificent carnival that they've put together. Of course, uh, New Zealand's premier thoroughbred and standard bread auction house, your source of success. You simply have to go to nzb.co.nz. And I'm really pleased to say on the line uh, we've got uh, their managing director, uh, Andrew Seabrook, uh, who joins us. First of all, Andrew, welcome to the show. Congratulations on putting together another great event. Everyone looking forward to it. Slight difference this year, of course. It's a little bit more removed from the sales itself. Yeah, morning, Smithy. Yeah, great to be here. Um, yeah, completely different this year, of course, and uh, a, a lot less stress too, to be honest. Of course, we always uh, sell at Cracker the day after the Cracker Million, and uh, that selling goes for a week or so. But because of COVID and various other things, we've, we've put the sales off this year till uh, March. So, uh, yeah, so this is the first time ever that the sales haven't followed the big uh, night at Ellerslie. Hey, Seeb's good to have you on, mate. Appreciate your time. Uh, how's the summer been for you? Do things, the timeline been pushed back a little bit different? Did, did that just mean that there was a, a bit more of a, a calmness around the place, or are you still thinking about March and getting through the Karakamillion and still busy as ever? You know, always thinking about uh, the sales, even though they're not till March. But it's been fantastic, you know. It's um, I know we put off the sale to March because of COVID and we're trying to get the borders open. But it looks like it's... Um, it's Everyone's really pleased, uh, you know. Even though we're not going to get the internationals here, because it's given given everyone an opportunity to have a have a bit of a break. You know, it's it's a busy time. We've got the ready to run sale then into Christmas and entertaining uh, people from from around the place and yelling parades going on. The breeding season's still happening, so it's um, it's been good. And and the buyers and the vendors and the vets seem to be happy that they've been given this bit of a reprieve. And of course, the horses have been able to stay out in the paddock sort of six weeks longer. So that's always going to suit the Kiwi breeds to have a bit more time. In the paddock, and and um, I think the March sale is going to going to work out really well. Morning, Andrew. Do you think that may be the way heading forward? If all the borders were open and we had no COVID travelling restrictions this time next year, when do you think the decision is made whether we become a March sales industry, or would you like to see it return to the back end of January? We'll be having a good look at the sales this year, Michael, and honestly, if if it goes well in March, um, we'd be very silly not to think about uh, moving the sales there uh, full time. Um, We'd have to make that decision pretty quickly. We'd have to talk to to Magic Millions and and Inglises in Australia because, of course, it it is quite tight in the March sales period. Uh, I'd imagine that one of them could move forward into late January, so to speak, but the feedback I'm getting from from vendors and, and buyers um, is that hey, March might be the way to go. Um, so we'll we'll sit down after the sale, um, talk to talk to buyers and vendors, and and come up with a plan. And um, you know, if all goes well, um, I, I don't see why we couldn't move them permanently in the future. When you look at the field for the two-year-old uh, double tree, but on crack a double tree um, two-year-old race here, Andrew. When you look at it and you look at how much these horses were purchased by these yearlings and you see 7,000, 34,000, 40,000, 50,000 for Wolverine as well as you know the 240,000 for Grace and Grey and, and those sorts of horses, how proud does that make you that you've got a horse for everyone at different price points that can turn back up into this fabulous race? 
Yeah, really proud. I mean, it's fantastic. I mean, there's something there for everyone, and, and it goes to show you don't have to go to sales and you know spend a fortune to to uh, have the winner or, or a runner. I mean, fifty grand for the hot favourite, and but the you know a thousand dollars for for a horse bought online. And so we've got two horses in the race, guys, that were and as you probably know, were bought online. Now that's never happened before. Uh, so last year we opened up, had a couple of sales, South Island sale and a, and a special online sale. Um, so seven thousand six hundred for time ruler and you know a thousand for timer. So um, yeah, no, it's fantastic. And um, the average for the whole fifteen or fourteen runners is about ninety nine thousand. So um, no, you don't have to spend a fortune to get a runner. And the upside of that, Andrew, of course, is that uh, you know the way horses are getting syndicated these days, it, it doesn't cost you lost a lot um, to to be involved very quickly and and, and get excited very quickly. That's right, Smithy. I mean, that's the way that the whole game is is moving, isn't it? Is to, to syndication. And if even you look at the the Magic Moon results last week, the syndicators were just huge, spending spending a lot of money and and um, just cutting them up, cutting them up into you know ten, twenty, thirty, forty, sometimes more shares. And um, and and that's what um, you know a lot of these runners are syndicate horses, as you know. And and um, you know for people listening out there that that haven't got involved in, in racing before and they think it's a rich man's sport, well, far from it. It's, it's certainly not. It's, uh, mm. You can spend as little as much as you want to. It's a great thing about racing, and, and particularly when you can yeah. run for a million, a small piece of it. Absolutely. Know? We play us, uh, an ad on this show and Brendan McCullum says, uh, beats the hell out of scoring a Test 100, uh, winning a winning race or so. I think that pretty well sums it up from our point of view. Andrew, a big weekend <laughs> for you. Uh, yeah. I hope it all goes well. Uh, and then, of course, the sales following that. We'll be in touch before then, and hopefully we can uh, bring a broadcast team out to those sales and do some stuff live from there. So look forward to that opportunity. In the meantime, hope it goes well for you this weekend. Yeah, thanks, Matthew. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, Andrew Seabrook there. Right, uh, fellas, uh, I think we'll take a short break, and uh, one of the most important aspects of it, of course, is the punt coming up. What has been the reaction at the TAB? Uh, let's uh, see if we can get hold of the boys down there in Fatoni and give us the latest information. It's coming up. It's uh, three minutes to midday, which gives us a chance to pop down to the TAB and talk to uh, Stephen Hunt, who I'm sure was uh, sitting on the edge of a seat awaiting that barrier draw. Stephen, good morning to you. Thanks for joining us. What's been the reaction in terms of the markets, if any? Yeah, good morning, Smithy and Jen. So, look, Dynastic's been the big talking point, drawn a decent gate, Opie Bosson engaged, as we heard during the week, and now sits at the top of the market when it comes to the two-year-old Karaka Million. $3.80, we posted, well, literally 15, 20 minutes ago. It's already been firmed into $3.50, and it's on the back of some, what we'd call smart money around Dynastic to get its price into three fifty. So he looks set to start the fave when it comes to one of the two features on Saturday evening. A Wolverine, who's drawn barrier 13, $3.40, all in betting, out to $4.50 when it comes to final field. Fellini, Grayson Gray, a couple of stable mates there in that third line at five fifty. Pacific Dragon, also a sticky gate, seven out to nine in terms of all in betting the final field and time flies look needs to get a scratching to make the field but as it stands right now that's where our biggest liability is when it comes to all in betting time flies currently twelve dollars Stephen, with the money already coming for dynastic uh, do we expect wolverine's price to potentially drift i know that sounds ridiculous because she's unbeaten it's got a, oh, she's got a strong SP, Mick, as you well know. That 
tends to hold the price firm uh, on particular race day. Uh, look, I wouldn't necessarily say that Wolverine's price may drift on the warm supported dynastic. It might be that middle market, uh, the likes of Sacred Satana, Alhambra Gold, uh, Mascarinto, etc. So you may see some really nice prices if you want to spec outside the top five or six in terms of drifters. But Wolverine, um, look, he's, uh, she's a winning result in all-in betting. And she may be one horse that, even from a wide gate barrier 13, she may be hard to lay, potentially running for the tab on Saturday. Stephen Hunt, thank you very much. I know you've got uh, plenty to do this afternoon, racing, of course, as well in New Zealand and Australia. So uh, thanks for your time this morning. Uh, just gives us uh, a bit of an opportunity, Louis, for you to, to round us off going into the Staffy. Smithy, I'll throw it back to you, mate, but for me, when I was trying to work this race out yesterday before the draw, I just kept coming back to Wolverine seems to be the most professional two-year-old, what we've got. Exposed form, I thought she was going to be the one to beat. She just looks like she's full of talent, and maybe we've got her at Pete Royden. Uh, Royden's got her peaking at the right time. 13 changes it. I'm not surprised Dynastic's going to start favourite. I want to back them both. I'm going to fence it. I don't know. Good luck to you. Thanks very much, fellas. It's been fun. Uh, and uh, racing, of course, very much a part of the station and uh, great to support the industry on one of their big weeks and their big uh, evenings.